The Chicago Bulls get a much-needed victory behind a last-second shot and putback from Ayo Desumu to put the Chicago Bulls over the Atlanta Hawks. On top of that, Alice Caruso also goes down and enters concussion protocol, and how will that affect the Bulls' lineup and rotations going forward? Multiple teams also interested in Alice Caruso, up to at least 15 teams in trading for Alice Caruso. NBA execs believe Zach Levine may be trying to force his way to the Los Angeles Lakers. I tell you here right now, that's not true. And then also, we get some positive Lonzo Ball news updates. Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down all those topics plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, it feels so much better to come here talking about the Bulls on a mini win streak. But I want to keep it focused that while there are a lot of positives in this game, we're going to talk about those positives. And it's good that the Bulls were able to get a win. There were some signs of some of those early concerns from the Chicago Bulls. The lack of being able to score for a certain stretch there. The giving up another big run. The defaulting back to isolation ball at a period of time. Now, they did come out of that. And, and I do want to commend the Chicago Bulls for going back to the team attack eventually that really allowed them to come back into the game and so but this game with the Atlanta Hawks I think it was needed it was a revenge game it felt good to continually build some momentum hopefully this game also does something to build back the confidence up of Io Desumu who has been kind of inconsistent with the minutes and his play here over the last set of games really since he came back from that injury that was actually suffered against the Atlanta Hawks so there goes some more uh, uh synergy for you as far as you know just why this revenge game didn't mean so much and Bulls fandom is really excited about this now in this game, I do want to say that I do think Billy Donovan coached a pretty good game. Now, there, like I said before, there were some issues with going back to isolation ball at times in this game, but luckily the Bulls were able to stave that off and to correct that and to get back to what's been winning them basketball games, at least these last two games, and that's playing as a team, moving the ball around, limiting the turnovers, with, with which the Chicago Bulls did do, and ratcheting up the defense during a stretch that was important. Trey Young, who basically kept the Atlanta Hawks in this game in the first half. Now, the second half was a different story, but in the first half, it was basically just Trey Young. 29 points from Trey Young in the first half. He finished the game with only 34 points, only scoring five more points at, at, for, in the second half. That's huge, and that shows how they did adjust to guarding Trey Young. Now, that did open up opportunities for other players that did have big nights. Bogdanovich, again, 13 points for us. Griffin, I mean, not for us, against us. Griffin, 14 points off the bench. They were the only players to score off the bench for the Atlanta Hawks in the starting lineup. DeJounte Murray with 15 points. He's averaging 20, so we held him under his uh, average for the season. He shot 7 of 17, so again, an inefficient night for him. Trey Young, we already talked about, he was 9 of 24. Uh, uh, Hunter was 4 for 10 for 10 points. Um, Okongwu, I think that's how you say it. Uh, he was 18 of 14 for 18 points. He did a lot of damage. And then Patrick Williams playing really good defense on John Collins in this game. John Collins was basically a spectator. And we got to celebrate on top of the carcass of John Collins as well as Io hit that game winner and landed on John Collins. And then the Bulls all kind of rushed him. And John Collins had to be underneath that pile for a little second there. But he was two for five in the game. Patrick Williams played really good defense on him. And so looking at this game, we had almost every starter in double digits except Alex Caruso, who did go down and enter concussion protocol into the first half. Um, so that's why. But outside of that, Patrick Williams with 11 on. Uh, Semi-decent shooting, 5 for 11 there. DeMar DeRozan was 12 of 23 for 28 points. 
Uh, Nikola Vucevic, 8 of 17 for 20 points. And Zach Levine had 22 points on 8 of 16 shooting. And the key thing here, Zach Levine only taking two three-pointers this game. Uh, five rebounds, five assists, one steal from Zach Levine. Again, this was a game that we needed to see. This was a game that we needed this type of production from uh, these players and from our starters. And again, another team win as we're trying to continue building out this team. We're trying to continue building in a decent style of play, a reliable style of play that's not just heavy isolation. The Bulls, as to be expected, when you face some adversity and when the Bulls giving up an 18-point lead to be down at one point by six or eight points, I think, giving up that major lead in that way, Usually we'd see the Bulls, it'd be all heavy isolation after that. They did some of that, but then got back to it. Vooch hitting some key shots, didn't have the best night shooting for Vooch. I think Vooch played on the outside a little bit too much, but when things mattered, they did go back to playing inside out with Vooch. I just hope that Billy Donovan and this Bulls team realizes that one of the keys to success for them is playing inside out more often than not when it comes to uh, Nikola Vucevic. And so, you know, that's that's the thing with it. Now, in this game, while the Bulls did briefly go back to isolation ball, the thing that kind of stood out to me, and I know some people are going to say, looking at the stat line, they're going to ask, why am I saying this? DeMar DeRozan absolutely hurt the momentum of the Bulls, especially during times in that third quarter and some in the fourth quarter as well. Defensively, we already know Imara Rosen is putting together one of the worst defensive seasons in the NBA, but he also did stop ball moving. He took some really difficult shots. Now, I know DeMar DeRozan is one of the best difficult shot, probably the best difficult shot maker in the NBA. And if those shots went in, we're talking about a little bit difference. But there are times where DeMar was taking heavily contested shots. He was forcing things at a point in time. And, you know. Not to say that everything's on DeMar. The reason why the Bulls lost that lead was more so because the ball movement went away when Alice Caruso left. The defensive intensity for a brief period of time completely went away when Alice Caruso went down with injury. So it's not all on DeMar. I'm not blaming this game on DeMar at all, right? But he did do some things that down the stretch of games that people were calling out Zach Levine for, and we got to hold DeMar DeRozan accountable for as well. But like I said, at the end of the day, they did the right things. I know he airballed on that last drawn-up shot from Billy Donovan, which is one of my issues with Billy Donovan as well. If you're not waking up to the fact that the whole entire NBA is aware that in crunch time, you're going to run a play for DeMar. I just, and the fact that DeMar airballed it, I'm not really holding that so much against him, but you know, Io being able to go in there, get the rebound, have the presence of mind for the putback to get the Chicago Bulls to win. It's all feel good as far as that. But I did want to, you know, talk about those things. And I'll talk about it a little bit more in detail on the post-game show. So go and check that out if you want a little bit more in-depth analysis after that game. But that's kind of where I think on things now. The Bulls get the win. That's the important part. Let's see if they can get another revenge game against the New York Knicks coming up Friday. We'll see if they can do that. Now, Moving on from that, one of the things that I touched on that happened in this game is Alice Caruso went down, and he's now entered in concussion protocol. We got to see a little bit of Daylon Terry this game. Uh, they called up Malcolm Hill as well. He didn't actually check in this game. He adds now to injuries to Goran Dragic, Javante Green, Derek Jones Jr. The Bulls are sitting right now having quite a bit of injuries. And so the question that I want to throw to that, with, with the mounting injuries for the Chicago Bulls, how does this rotation combat that? I do think that... Playing Dalen Terry some more is definitely Dalen Terry's been cooking down in the G League. And he even in this game, even though he only played five minutes, you can see a different level of confidence from Dalen Terry versus when he first got in the game and he looked completely lost out there, not in preseason. He looked good in preseason. But I think Dalen Terry's confidence is building as well. But when you look at the amount of injuries that the Chicago Bulls have right now, it starts raising questions. All right, what is Billy Donovan going to do? Um, uh, Javante Green, knee injury. He's out. We don't know who he may be back. By Friday to face to get to play off against the New York Knicks. Goran Dragic, 
He was out again. He was out as well. He's probably going to be back as well for the New York Knicks. Derrick Jones Jr., he was out. And so, you know, looking at the injuries for the Chicago Bulls, this is why the depth of this team is important. Andre Drummond in this game, playing 15 minutes, getting 11 rebounds in those minutes, key player off the bench for us. And, you know, he's been out of the lineup. And shout out to Billy Donovan for making the, the awareness and going to 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 uh, Andre Drummond. Be it his hand was kind of forced in that matter just because of the injuries. But I do think and look at this team like, hey, while we don't have the severity of the injuries that we had last season around this time, we don't have anybody out four to six weeks. It's nothing like that. Even this, if Caruso does end up missing a full week being in concussion protocol, um, we have enough to weather the storm, especially if Goran Drogs is going to come back. But I do hope to see Dalen Terry getting more minutes and more opportunities while the Bulls are dealing with some injuries. When you look at Javante and Derrick Jones Jr. specifically being out, those are energy guys. Those are guys that come in and make some defensive plays, get tips, things like that. Caruso as well, but Caruso's been in the starting lineup now. That's why I'm not mentioning him. And I do think that Dalen Terry has the potential to bring some of that. Yes, he's a rookie. It's going to be inconsistent. His shooting may not be there. The scoring may not be there. But I do think Dalen Terry has those defensive instincts that could help this team wholeheartedly so you know we'll see what goes on we'll monitor those minutes and the injuries but they are starting to pack up for the Chicago Bulls luckily nothing long term um and that's the, that's the more positive outlook on that if we're talking about that all right so now the article came out yesterday saying that multiple teams are interested in uh Alice Crusoe and this is from Sean Davini from Heavy Sports he said he talked to a not another one of those NBA execs, right? Random NBA execs. But he said that this one, that there could be up into 15 teams interested in Alice Caruso, considering he has another year left on his contract. He's a six-year NBA vet. What he brings defensively, a lot of teams would like that. He's also up to shooting now. He's averaging 42% shooting from the field. And the question that I want to present to you guys is this, right? Alice, we know what Alice Caruso means to this team. And we know that this Chicago Bulls team also is lacking some things. While I do not want to see Alice Caruso go anywhere, let me be clear on this. I do not want to see Alex Caruso leave. If the Bulls do make a move, I think we need to move other pieces. But sometimes to get something important, experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. You have to give you have to give up something as well. And I want to throw this to you guys. If it came down to moving Alice Caruso for a, for some some shooting off the bench for a, a big, maybe that power four that we've been looking for, would you move Alice Caruso for that? I think you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. I know we do have Iota Sumu as well. If Lonzo was here, it'll be a little bit different. If we had a healthy Lonzo ball, which we'll talk about to end the show. If we had a healthy healthy Lonzo ball and an Iota Sumu and a Goran Dragic, I'd be more willing to part ways with Alex Caruso, but you saw it in this game, what Alex meant to the ball movement for the Chicago Bulls, what Alex meant for the defensive intensity for the Chicago Bulls. I just think he's too important, but the fact that he is that important could be why a team may be willing to give up. So many people talk about the Bulls possibly getting a first round pick. 
considering what we've heard in, in this article, not saying that necessarily they're going to get a high first round pick for him, but the Bulls could potentially get a, a first round pick for him. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, it also said in this, uh, another thing that kind of got overlooked here, it also said that teams have had talks about Kobe White, but it seems like nobody is willing to kind of trade for him with him going into free agency. And it seems like right now the contract that he, that he could get for Kobe White, we've talked a lot about what could Kobe White get on the open market. It seems like most teams right now would be offering Kobe White a two-year kind of $20, 22000000 million deal. At that level, I almost think the Bulls should keep him with the way that he's been playing. But, you know, let's get back to the Alex Caruso of it all. I'm going to ask you guys this. If it came down to it, if the Bulls had to give up Alex Caruso to get something back, depending on what it would be, would you be interested in moving on from Alex Caruso? Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. All right. Now, one of the rumors that kind of made its way after I got to post my video yesterday and I wanted to talk about is that another random NBA exec. Uh, believes that Zach Levine wants to go to the Lakers. And, of course, Bulls fans, you guys know, I have this theory about sports people. Uh, so, so we as sports people sometimes like to gossip. When women say, ask who's the biggest gossiper you know, it's probably a grown-ass man. I guarantee you that man is a huge, hugely into sports because people love to do that. This article is all speculation. This article isn't even that random NBA exec saying, hey, we, we've heard Clutch Sports wants Zach Levine there. We've heard this. It's literally just speculative. And, and when it's a random NBA exec, we don't know what level that could be. That can literally be somebody who does nothing but file paperwork to the league for, for the team. Listen, while I understand the frustration with Zach Levine, and Zach Levine has responded to that frustration pretty well, when you look at it, I, don't, I, don't, I, I can't see Zach Levine trying to force his way to the Lakers. I, again, anything is possible, so I don't want to completely shit on it, but just in reality, I would need something more firm. And you know, how, guys, what I like to do, I like to really take, take a look at these articles and really go and see where it all started from. Um, and this article all came back again from Sean Davini, who, again, I've teared apart Sean Davini's articles for the better part of a year. And while I respect journalism, while I respect that, Sean Davini has so many random NBA exec quotes. If you go and look at his history, and none of those end up coming true. Almost everything he talks about that's a random NBA exec says this, none of those things come to fruition. None of them. I went back and checked. His last few sources that have told him things and interest from, from, from uh, 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 players or teams around the league, only one of them, one of them came true. And that was Steve Nash. That was Kevin Durant wanting Steve Nash out of there. And guess what? Almost everybody saw the writing on the wall with that. So. That's really it. They're like So while I'm not saying that anything isn't possible, I'm just saying that this isn't the article to start making us feel like Zach is trying to force his way out of Chicago. Zach Levine is not trying to force his way out of Chicago. And I've seen this article turned into and ran like that by too many people here in the last 24 hours. We got we to gotta do better, people. We got to do better at really breaking this down, taking a look at it, using our critical thinking to really break down and talk about it. It's from the heavy. Do you not think if there was more interest there, it would come from some bigger sources and outlets? I know some people have reported on this article since then, but it's, it's, it's not enough firm, firmness there from anyone. Well, that's what she said. There's not enough in that, at least that I see from typical things that I don't think there's any smoke to this. I think this article is the smoke. There is no fire. There's no fire at all to this, at least not in my opinion. But all right, next up, let's talk about the last thing and one of the best updates we got from Lonzo Ball. And I'm going to let it be spoken from his mouth alone. 
Um, yeah, just I mean, rehab process. Still, still rehabbing. Like I said, it's been a crazy journey, crazy, crazy um, therapy. You know, everything is just trying to get back on the court. And um, unfortunately, I'm not there yet, but we're still working every day. Do, do you have an idea that you might be getting closer? Like, do you have a sense of where you're at or is it just kind of still? Just day by day. I'm trying to remain positive and just keep getting better. You know, even it's a it's an inch better every day. You know, just try not to move backwards. Just one more on that. You know, we talked to you beginning of the season. It was, you know, the day-to-day tasks, like yeah. going upstairs and things like that. Has has that gotten better for you, even though yeah, you're not yeah, doing the basketball? Yeah, for sure. Activities? These last couple of weeks, I'm finally seeing some improvement, which is nice to see. Um, it's still not, you know, obviously where I want to be, but it's definitely, you know, positive light at the end of the tunnel. And then what has this season been like for you? Obviously some ups and downs, but some ups lately when last night. What has it been like for you watching it as you're trying to get back? Is it- uh, it's really, I'm not going to lie, it's hard for me. It's really hard for me. I mean, I think we have a great team, and I know the things I can do to help the team out. But unfortunately, you know, I'm not on the court right now, and I feel like, you know, we're all feeling it. My family, my friends, and my teammates are still amazing. I mean, it, I'm not on the court with them, but it's not like we're missing any beats. Uh, just from my point of view, I would, you know, love to be out there with them, you know, in the battle every night. But um, the personalities that we have on the team, you know, the, the staff, and obviously my close friends and family, everybody, you know, I got with me on my side. So. Um, as far as a mental thing, I'm fine. You know, I just want to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, finally got to touch the ball. I mean, felt like I ain't played in so long. Uh, you know, the shot's not going nowhere, so now it's just about getting the legs right. And so, if you could say, like, where are you at in that, in the, in the leg process? Uh, I can't give you a specific, you know, time yeah. where I'll be back. I'm still a ways out, unfortunately. But like I said, I am touching the ball now. Finally, I'm on the court doing some things. So. It's things I haven't done this year yet, so cool. definitely moving on. All right, so the fact that he's the knees improved in day to day life that was one of the biggest concerns is the fact when he talked about it's just affected the way he lived his life, and he looked so sad in the last video that we got over the summer. Our thing was right around the start of the season. It's good to now see that Lonzo's having some improvement in that knee. He's shooting now, things like this, and this is taking some some fans to say, "Hey, this is a positive." I still don't take this, even it being a positive update. And say that this to me means that the outlook has changed on him coming back this season. I still don't see it, right? As as more time goes along, I just do not see Lonzo Ball coming back this season. Now, I hope I'm wrong. This isn't something that I hope that I'm right on. I, I could hope that I'm completely off basis here. And hopefully in him progressing, he starts hitting, you know, some 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 milestones pretty quickly. He even it even was said in this that, you know, it's a light at the end of the tunnel and he's seeing some improvement, but it's still not a firm timeline in place for recovery or rehab. So with that being said, um, it's good that he's working on the shot. It's good that he's starting to get get his legs about him and things like that. And it's good to get a positive update for Lonzo Ball. But again, still, that Lonzo Ball thing, if we're waiting on Lonzo Ball to come back and quote-unquote save the Chicago Bulls, not saying everyone's saying that, but it's probably more than likely not coming this season. And again, maybe that's me and my PTSD and me building in some things just to have some hope uh, to, well, to keep my hopes from being smashed, so to say. But at the end of the day, it's this, I'm glad that Lonzo is making, no matter what the progress is, we need Lonzo to be making progress. So I'm glad he is making progress towards getting back to, I'm sure, just what he wants to do and he wants to be out there on the court. Him even saying that it's it's hurt him to sit there and watch this team struggle. He loves this game. Lonzo Ball loves the game in basketball. Lonzo and Zach were almost the perfect backcourt compliments to one another, and we do need and I can't wait to see that back. But whenever it does come, hopefully Lonzo is fully healthy. Hopefully he's going to trust that knee. Hopefully all those things are going to come because I tell you what, 
We need Lonzo's defensive presence. We need Lonzo's shooting. We need Lonzo's communication on the defensive end. We need all those things from Lonzo Ball. And, you know, I'm just glad that he's progressing. Still only 25 years old, making those incremental uh, progression, but it's not been huge as of yet. We're still far past that four to six week, um, you know, timeline back that they gave us a little while ago. And that is telling to me that more than likely Lonzo is not going to be back this season. But I guess we'll see overall what it ends up shaking out for Lonzo Ball. Wish the best for him in his recovery, and we need you back as soon as you're ready to go. But the key thing is when you're ready to go. But that's it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in to this uh, episode. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red. And peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.